Hello and welcome to Koality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. And I am Anthony Nicolosi. And if you liked the singing intro last week, it probably will be back next week, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> um, today, we are going to change gears and go to a pretty specific and pretty controversial topic, and that is the topic of quick time events. Ooh. Um Wikipedia says that in video games, a quick time event is a method of context sensitive gameplay in which the player performs actions on the control device shortly after the appearance of an on screen instructing or prompt. It allows for limited control of the game character during cutscenes or cinematic sequences in the game. Performing the wrong prompt or not at all results in the character's failure at their tasks and often in an immediate game over or a life being lost and being shown a death or failure animation. Cool. They came from originally a game called Shenmue. Um, that's where they are attributed originally, at least the term. Um, and it used them a lot. And that might come up later. But where, anyway. Where was Shenmue? Uh, what was, sorry, what was the name of that guy, game from? And where did, what game, like, is it a console game? PC game? Uh, it's from 1999 and it was on the Dreamcast. Cool. Interesting. And there's been three more of them. Two more of them. Um, yeah. Was the name Shenmue? Yes. Okay. It's a very, very famous game, and the fact that you haven't heard of it is going to make everyone hate you. <laughs> well, join the club. I don't care. <laughs> Good. Uh, it like was. So- it sort of helped invent open world games as okay. well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, what, what's so- your take, Skyler? Let's. Uh, what, how do you want to? How do you want to move through this one? Well, I think first we can maybe go through some examples of quick time events we've thought of and we've experienced and okay. just talk about them a bit. And then maybe we can get into just like talking about them in a more specific way from a design perspective and how we feel about their usage and how they can be good and how they can be bad and all that. Um, okay. I will start out, though, by saying that I do enjoy them generally, probably more than most people. I am get excited about quick time events, even the ones that I think would generally be viewed as bad. Interesting. I will say I actually have not played that many games with quick time events. Like honestly, I have thanks to the recent Halos, I have some experience in them because 343 had some, but geez, man, I don't I'm I'm I was struggling. I knew this was a topic and I'm struggling to think of games where I, they have these. <laughs> so, I play. Um, so God of War had them. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare had them. Yep. The Walking Dead games have them. All of the Quantic Dream games like Heavy Rain, Fahrenheit, Indigo Prophecy, um, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human, um, Resident Evil 4 has them. Gears of War 2 has them. Um, Gears of War has them? Yeah, Gears of War does have them. You're right. I have played that. Yeah, so there's a lot. They're all over. They're very commonly used, um, but how much and how often and in what way is a big deal. Um, So, What do you think about the fact that I hadn't played any of the games in that list that you just said except for Gears of War? How about that? I mean, I'm pretty sure I knew that going into reading that list, so I wasn't that surprised. That's sad. It's it's sad that I knew it going in, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's even more sad. Um, there's also a game called Dragon's Lair, which I don't know if you've heard of, but that was a game that's literally basically like you're watching a movie for the entire game, 
and doing quick time events to control it. But it has like unique animations for every single situation where if you fuck up the quick time event, it like shows a cool death animation. Or if you succeed, it shows something else. Cool. Um, and that game was like in arcades and stuff and was very cool. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I, um, I, I yeah. think, uh, just to add, even though I haven't played a ton of games that leverage them, I have watched a ton. Like most of those games that you just listed off, like I've watched, you know, streamers play it or whatever, um, which I think will be an int- a part I'd want to. I'll talk about when I get to like my perspective on it. There's, I think, a difference between like when you're playing a game and you're playing a quick time event, if you will, uh, in contrast to watching a person play a game that's got them in it. If that makes sense. Um, sure. So anyway, um, yeah, okay. So I guess since you haven't played very many, I'll just bring up a few examples just to give people an idea of the different types of quick time events because I think there's a few different ways they can be designed. So like Dragon's Lair, for example, if you mess up a quick time event, you essentially like lose the game. Like you start back from the beginning. There were like checkpoints, but essentially you like lose. And a lot of games have this right where you do a quick time event and then you lose if you don't. Um, don't succeed at that quick time event more modern games have adapted quick time events to be a little less failure oriented like either like heavy rain in these quantic dream games when you fail quick time events like you don't retry the story just continues and failing some of these quick time events can even be result in your a character in the story being permanently dead who would not be dead otherwise if you succeeded at the quick time event how do you feel about that um i mean i don't know i if the whole game is kind of balanced, you know, designed around these events, like it's a, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't inherently have an issue with it. I think it depends no. on how the game is done, uh, I guess. Cool. To, so you like aren't, you, it doesn't like bother you then that in that game, for example, like there, you could be doing something, you would be going through some events and then suddenly like you have to press X and if you fail pressing X, then uh, one of the main char- four main characters in the story dies. I mean, um permanently not knowing you know it's hard not knowing this game because like is our quick time events and sort of that kind of a thing is something that happens often in that game yeah yeah that's like the main gameplay gotcha so yeah i don't know uh i don't know from my perspective like like what would what would make me upset is if the main game loop or the main the game is designed like whatever as like a third person action you know thing and all of a sudden a quick time event happens, you know, something that does not generally happen in the in gameplay for this particular game, and a, a main character dies. I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. I see. You know okay. what I mean? Okay, so it's just because it's, a, yeah. And this is like a main complaint about quick time events that I saw during my research, which is that people think that it can dilute the, like, emotion and importance of a scene to a single button press, sort of making that scene trivial in a way. Interesting. Okay. And I mean, that kind of makes some sense. And I also read another interesting one where people said it can take the player's focus off of what's happening in the scene and just onto the area where you know the button will appear. And you're literally just watching for that button to appear. And other than that, you're not really paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Which I think is a valid complaint. I agree with that. Um, I could, I, I could, uh, I can say, I agree with that complaint. I think that's. Yeah. I, granted, in Heavy Rain and a lot of these Quantic Dream games, the places where these quick time event like prompts appear are like directly over where the thing is happening. So it's very like integrated into the scene. So it's not so distracting. Like in Dragon's Lair, for example, where literally the thing appears in the same spot at the bottom of the screen every time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. It, it, it can just draw your attention off so easily. I, I guess that 
uh, interesting thing. What would be the alternative, right, to doing it in some of these games? Like a cutscene? So the alternatives are one or the other extreme, right? One is just a cutscene with no interaction, and the other is giving the player full control during the situation. Right. Um, let's talk about each of those. So let's talk about just making it into a cutscene. Is there? What do you? How do you feel about like taking quick times about? Quick time events out completely, just having cutscenes and situations where, for example, the action is too complicated to have the player interact with it. Well, uh, let me use an example from Halo 4 to, yeah. to answer this. Because the end of Halo 4 um, is a quick time event where basically Master Chief's fighting Crazy Forerunner dude. Um, crazy Forerunner dude is a forerunner, so he's advanced and you can't stop him. So the way that uh, in, uh, altercation happens um chief gets like force held in the air and thrown by this forerunner guy and then cortana like holds him down with light bridge shenanigans um and so you have the way the quick time event works is like you're chief and you use the joysticks to pull yourself up onto the bridge that you almost fell off of you have a grenade and you uh i think it's tap x to run up to him and then press right trigger to shove the grenade onto him and it explodes right uh-huh. So, like, I don't know. From my perspective, I – and this is, again, this is in, in within the context of Halo. I think I would have personally been more interested in a um, cinematic there. Just no quick time event. Just make it a full cutscene. Um, okay. I But I – the reason being is that I think that forcing it to be – or making it a quick time event limits – the cinem- cinematic options you have available to you, if you will, right? So if it's a quick time event in Halo, it's a first person perspective. It's go- it has to be a first person perspective through this whole event. So that already limits sort of what you can do, um, sort of with the with the with the staging of the scene. Um, it limits your cinematic options, right? Within from that camera perspective, where if you had a you know whatever third person out you know external camera kind of monitoring the the scene you can have different kinds of cuts different angles at the action that can make things more intense you can another interesting thing about this point in the halo one uh was there's was no there's no music during this part there's sort of the effects um of the ship that are going on in the background and whatever and there's like this slip space portal underneath but there's no there's no music uh i feel like if you had yeah, as a as a cutscene, you could do more with them, like pulling in some music um, into there. I, I just think it would be more dramatic, more effective, more emotional, it, right? If you're under the perspective that having arbitrary music in the background of a game where there isn't actually music in the universe actually adds drama rather than making it less dramatic, right? I definitely feel that way. I feel. I know like, you feel that way. That's and, why I said that because I don't feel that way. So the moment before you do this cutscene. The, uh-huh. I want to say that previous part, I want to say has music, but maybe it doesn't. And maybe I'm, I'm remembering that wrong, but, um, it makes it even more stark that there's nothing. I there. mean, that's fair. Like if there's already music and that's what you would expect and then to not have it, I mean, that could create even more tension though, potentially. And hey, right. It's like other- this extreme focused scenario, which makes it like epic because like, you know, like the world fades out around you and all it is, is you focusing on this one task. Yeah. And the other thing though. In, especially in regards to Halo, is like Halo does these kind of cinematic 
um, bombastic with orchestral music accompanying it cut scenes all the time, right? Like Halo right. Three yeah, ends with like a cool cutscene where Chief escapes and there's crazy music and it's very exciting and whatever. So I don't know. Also within the context of Halo, that's kind of what I was saying to answer your like previous question is like Halo. You never previous to the three four three games outside of like touching a terminal, there were no quick time events. So right. This was this is very unexpected. Yeah, and Halo Five ends the same way with the quick time event. I just don't know. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't like it per se for Halo. But okay, um, that's yeah. Well, moving on to games people have heard of. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But actually, um, so let me pose something to you then. Isn't all gameplay just quick time events? Really? Like if you know. That and this is one of the ways Shenmue's quick time events have been praised. In fact, is that if you know that every time you press the A button, you're going to do a punch, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't you um, just do that in um, every context, right? Like that ha- isn't that just a quick time event at that point? Every time you hit A, you punch, even if it doesn't prompt you to hit A. Like you're still timing something precisely. You're still hitting a button that would otherwise determine to have something bad happen to your character. It's just less like explicitly defined. It is. I think it is a much more obvious encroachment on autonomy in the standard uh, way quick time events are implemented. When you're in a game, you there's much more of an illusion of freedom and control, right, of what you're doing. That's fair. No, yeah, you're totally right. Right, it's very constrained. And I guess here's one of the other reasons, and we were talking about the two types of QuickTime events, um, which you used your Halo example to talk about uh, QuickTime events in that could instead be cutscenes. But here's the other option, right? You could just not have a QuickTime event and have the player have full autonomy during an event. Yep. But that limits you significantly on what kind of events you can pose to the player. Like, let's say you want your the player's character to do some, like, crazy shit that would be extremely difficult in the context of the game's controls. Yeah. Um, and you want them to be able to do this, like, epic thing that makes a ton of sense for the story. Like, for example, in that Halo scene, right? I mean, this is a very trivial example because that Halo scene isn't that complicated in the game's mechanics. But, like, putting a grenade on someone isn't really something you do in the game. Like, you throw grenades in the game. There's no situation where you put grenades on someone, right? So, well, like, that that's not a great example. There's a Shenmue 2 example where basically the player has to navigate across narrow planks on, like, a disused building. And the quick time events are what, like, gets them to regain their balance and they get more and more quick response as the plates get narrower and the player loses balance like that's something that with just like traditional controls would be way less compelling you would basically just be like holding forward and maybe hitting left and right occasionally yep well okay i let me use an example that actually halo 5 does do that i think is the contrary that i think was cooler um okay there's another there's a level in halo 5 where you start um in halo there's these big guardian things just imagine they're big huge metallic birds (laughs) forerunner birds that blow stuff up and you start the level like you with like magnetic attachments to the bottom of the spartan's boots uh walking down this guardian actually you're sprinting down it so you're like at the head if you will you start the level at the head of it and you sprint and thrust and whatever your way down the Guardian because it has, like, whatever, its own local atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. And you're shooting shit, like, as you're going down. It's awesome. I thought it was one of the highlights. It's one of the coolest, like, 
intros to a level that Halo has. And so you run, you yourself, the player, is essentially, you're constrained. It's kind of to like what you were just saying before. You're very constrained at, in this part where there's you can only really go forward, right? You go off the sides, you fall off the Guardian, and you die, blah, blah. So you really can only go forward. It's The game is intentionally funneling you down this thing. And it's super exhilarating. You're moving faster than usual. The music's accompanying you at, at your back. Uh, and then at the end of it, when you get to the bottom of the Guardian, you sort of jump off. And there's a small quick time event of you like landing on the on the level, like the actual uh-huh. floor. I thought that was phenomenal and was done super well. Uh, so, you know, I, I think you can... That's an example of... I, you could, I could definitely see a cutscene of that being done. But they were able to, I think the key in, in, in to what you're saying here is can you constrain the player, like maybe that Shenmue example as well, can you constrain the player enough so that what they have to do here is compelling enough to provide that exhilarating experience that you would maybe otherwise try to provide through the cutscene? You know what I mean? Like, can you constrain them in a tasteful way that still provides the, I think, the experience you want them to have? Yeah, and so, th- and this gets to a good point, right? Like, from your perspective, that Halo 5 constraining was the right way to do it, even though there was actually only one real quick time event in that whole sequence, right? Yeah, at the end, right? When right. Whereas, like, I think that sequence could have been still very, very satisfying, at least from my perception and my enjoyment of quick time events, if the whole thing had just been quick time events, right? Like, you just have to react to these things appearing and hit a button to get them to be shot as you go down this crazy thing. But instead of just like sliding down or whatever you're doing in this situation, you'd be like doing insane flips and crazy things and insane animations because you are just pressing single buttons rather than like having to actually be able to point and shoot. Yeah, I can I could see like I'm I'm imagining that where like you're fl- you're doing your characters like doing flips and stuff but like right trigger appears for moments where you just need to nail the shot and stuff as you go right down. where he like lands his like foot lands on like a piece of debris that's like falling from the air and then he just right. like you hit the button and he shoots it and then he jumps and starts doing and then you hit like a different button for a different quick time event jump through and dodge shit and yeah so generally i think a game could do that and it could be tasteful i th- i don't think it's again the right thing for the, like if they did that in that halo 5 level the whole community would freak the fuck out but i mean i don't care about like how communities feel about anything ever but no no so- but like just right. to say you like, have to know the game you're making for who right like if you're if your fan base hates it you it's different that's why i'm saying like i don't think it's a good fit for halo but like as a concept sure. i think that could definitely be fun right like what you yeah. just described I, well, I mean the only reason their fan base hates it is because that's the perception they have provided to their fan base right like it has nothing to do with their fan base it has to do with how they created the universe previously right. and create and didn't like justify quick time events existing earlier right right, right. Um, but anyway, um, cool. Yeah. Um, here, so yeah. And I, I, let's get on to talking about then like just how we feel about quick time events in general for game design and what, what they could look like. I mean, that's an example that we both apparently agree on that could be very compelling. And I think that's super cool. Um, I'm going to give two examples of terrible quick time events just because I think they're funny and I should have said them earlier, but I'm going to say them now. Um, one of them, have you ever heard the meme press F to pay respects? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that's from a quick time event? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's from Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, when the player character attends the funeral of yeah. a fallen fellow soldier, and in order to mourn for the soldier, it says press F to pay respects <laughs> if you're on PC. Yes. And yeah, that like 
that's the diluting the emotional importance of a scene to a single button press for <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's true. Like, does that also? I, I'm just trying to 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 it's, you know provide the other perspective. Like, did it make it? Did it make you more involved in the scene? I don't know. I think that's cheese personally, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if it would, right? Like, maybe it could, except the, like, loss of immersion from it literally saying press F to pay respects. (laughs) Probably, like, that immersion break was enough to make it not more compelling. But it could have potentially been presented in a way that was. Oh, here. Um, I, and I think like sorry. Heavy Rain and these Quantic Dream games have done, have succeeded at that in a lot of in a lot of ways. I'm not going to go into super specifics, but those games do it like can provide emotional value via quick time events. So the latest Call of Duty, it's funny you use that example. The latest Call of Duty at the end of the campaign has a moment where you have the it's a quick time event and you pre- if you press right trigger you blow you, it, it appears that you're going to blow the brains out of the terrorists that you've been chasing the whole game right but at that particular moment right before that you also become cognizant like he has a wife and daughter there like that terrorist guy who's done a ton of uh-huh. terrible shit and you've been chasing and uh people who have played that game um were describing it online like the streamer who was playing it, who I was watching, like you, you have to press right trigger or not, you know, like to, to finish this guy or not. And when you do, you'd end up not having a bullet and you, you don't kill him and the other, or whatever, but you, Oh, so it's, it, it's fake. It's illusion of choice. Yeah. But it did make an impact on people who pulled it. They like, they were like, I pulled the trigger. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole, you pulled the trigger you know what i mean like you did almost kill that guy and even though you have this other like what paradox with like dichotomy internal dichotomy with like he has his wife and daughter there blah blah so it's in that case not talking about like the whole premise of that plot or whatever but generally i thought like that's a better example of using a quick time event to immerse a player more in the scene like that's you doing that you know what i mean sure i think the illusion of choice thing is a little cheap but yes i do agree with you completely yeah um and interestingly i have a counter like example to that not also not really a quick time event but well this may yours may have actually been a quick time event this is not but at the end of the last of us there's a situation where you have to your 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 character has a decision to make but the player only has one option like they have to choose this one way and it's because the way it is the way the character based on the character development over the whole story would be deciding and like that was a really interesting moment for my experience with that game because it was like wow like from my perspective i would never want to choose this but like it's also very clear that in the reality of the game this is what joel would do in this situation basically no matter what and so you're forced to do this thing that you definitely don't want to do. But it's not done in a cutscene. It's not like he just does it. You actually have to, like, initiate the thing that does this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you just, like, won't progress. So and it's very interesting. What do you think of it? I think, in, like, in the moment, I was pissed. Because I was like, I don't want to do this. But then in retrospect, I was like, this was actually really effective. Because it really, like, hammered in the reality that this is the only choice in his mind, really. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I was thinking when you were describing. It sounds yeah, it, which was cool. So it's cool. Um, can I ask you? I think here's a crazy question: Is are 
are rhythm games basically just a shit ton of quick time events? Good, good, good transition into exactly what I was about to talk about. Very good. Um, basically, what I was going to say is at work, when I first posed this idea to Anthony and told him I love quick time events, he was like, that's not what I would have expected. And I want to now talk about why. And you're hitting very close to it. So, like, my favorite things in video games generally, gameplay related things, not narrative related things, are things that test reaction time. Or where you have to think quickly, right? And quick time events are very much that. Even if it's pretty, like, reductionist, right? Like, press the X button. But even that, for me, is compelling. And I think that has something to do with rhythm games. Because rhythm games are essentially all quick time events, right? They are well-timed button presses reacting to different buttons appearing. Um, granted, that is, like, known to be the gameplay. And it is tied directly into the gameplay through the music, right? But... It is totally, like, rhythm games are totally just series of quick-time events, yes. And I love them. And so I, I can see why in my mind I would like quick-time events in games, too. Another thing that I was thinking about is, like, Mario Party and WarioWare minigames. Those are frequently essentially just quick-time events in a lot of ways. And I really love those, too. Now it makes sense. Now it all makes sense. Right. They're all tests of reactions, and I really enjoy tests of reaction okay like i love that in games right so it for me it makes sense that i would like quick time events and even like i think some there's some really effective really like minor quick time events like i think this is in gears of war where you have like a quick reload oh yeah if you time your reload right like that's a very small quick right and that's an amazing use of a quick time event because it's super small but it's like very satisfying yep yep and you know what other game is made up of those kinds of quick time events too spy party um so uh, I think Spy Party is another example of a game with a ton of quick time events. Like essentially all the gameplay is quick time events. Whenever you're going to take an action, you initiate that action and then there's a little bar that goes side to side and, ba- and you have to time it right. And based on how well you time it, that is the quality of how your character performs that action. It is a huge element of playing the spy in that game is being good at these quick time events. Like it's the difference between hitting a green quick time event, which is the best you can do, and hitting a yellow, which is like the normal result, is insane. Like, um, one example is when you're swapping statues, which is one of the missions, if you hit a yellow, the statue just changes to a different statue in your hands. If you hit a green, your character, the stat, nothing happens to the statue from the sniper's perspective. You then put that statue down whenever you decide to and walk away. And then the next AI that comes up and picks up that statue, it changes in their hands. Hmm. So it's like a huge difference. Like, imagine from, like, the sniper's perspective how big of a difference it is to track seeing something change in someone's hand to seeing it change in the next character's hand, realizing that's a possibility, and having to remember who was there last. Hmm. So, Sounds awesome. It's actually, like, cool super game. effective, I think. And it works well because the green animation animations for most of the quick time events are noticeable. Because, like, for example, in that statue situation, when the AI picks up the statue, it changes immediately faster than it can change when a player does it normally. Hmm. So you can tell if you're watching closely that it was a green one, but you really have to be able to see the subtleties in the animations. But that also uh, opens up this huge metagame, right? Where a player as the spy can like go up and change the statue really fast to try and trick the sniper into thinking they were a green test AI and not a spy doing a yellow test. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of cool scenarios like that. Anyway, I, we could talk about spy party design. Someday, maybe we'll play spy party for a little bit and then we'll do a podcast just on it because it's, re- it's a really interesting design to talk about. 
Yeah, no, that would be cool, I think. Anyway, um, you have any final thoughts on QuickTime events? No, I, I just, I think they, they, when done tastefully and, like, you know, appropriate to the context and uh, are kind of aware of their surroundings, they can be, I, I can, I fi- I've found them, that Gears of War example is a, a great thing. Like, gear in that particular situation, a quick time event was used to make a traditionally very non-interesting moment more interesting. Right. right, it was enhancing reloading a in a moment. shooter. Yeah, is mindless, right? Like yep. you, you press RB and you essentially just pay a time penalty until you can get back to the action. Right, right. So great injection of a quick time event in there to make that spice things up. Right, that's a great that's a great example of how you could leverage these to make them better. I, I think when when that happens, uh, it's great. Um, Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, like, I think any cutscene would be enhanced by quick-time events, but that's just because I really enjoy them. And I can totally see how, for some players, they just want to sit there and watch what's going on. They don't want to have to deal with it. If it's narrative-based, if it's, like, stuff going on, they don't want to have to interact. And that's just, like, not how I am. If I want that, I'm going to watch a movie, and I've already decided not to watch a movie in order to play a video game. So, that's true. It's fair. That's, like, how it is for me. That's fair, too. I like basically having a little movie at the end of my game. <laughs> Just at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. Like no I, death stranding I, I look for you. To those, right? No what? <laughs> no death stranding for you. Twenty minute cutscenes uh, every like thirty minutes no of gameplay. <laughs> you know, no thanks. That's too much. Not a game for me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's fun. Yeah, Hideo Kojima games are basically like the polar opposite of Quantic Dream games, where like Heavy Rain is like basically the same exact concept, but everything has quick time events. Whereas you know, Metal Gear Solid is gameplay and then a movie, and then gameplay yeah. and then a movie. So, <laughs> yep. Cool. I think those. That's is how it, is- you. That's how you would survey for who likes quick time events, whether they prefer that, the heavy rain design or the Metal Gear Solid design. <laughs> yeah, but Metal Gear Solid is super cool, too. It is. Anyway. All right. Very good. I think that's all I got on for me. Yep. Um, all I have left to say there. Yeah. Uh, how can people find us? People can find us at koala underscore ENT on Instagram, Twitter, uh tick tock bite um we are uh, ep- instagram is the epicenter of our of our social media presence right now come join us we do awesome giveaways every week uh and most importantly come join us on discord we have huge plans for the discord in the pipe line in the pipes i to say i don't know is that a good idiom i'm not sure anyway come join our discord <laughs> you can find a link to it in our uh website koalaentertainment.com that's koalaentertainment.com and you follow the link to the discord and join up uh join up and ko uh participate in koala walla every week come submit your gaming clips your gaming art whoever wins gets cool badges blah 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 blah, blah. it's really fun anyway, yeah get in uh, on that uh unplanned with anthony i will offer you this nugget of information so that you will be more tempted to come join the discord which is that if you want to find out even the starting earliest hint of some information maybe about the universe that the game we're developing takes place in discord is the only place you're going to find that so what a tease yeah what a tease come check it out absolutely Discord is going to be a big deal for us um, in the coming months. So come join up and help shape the you know help shape the server, the shape the culture, baby. Like what's the server like? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, Perfect. it's coming up soon. 
Yep. Um, one more final comment, just because I, this Wikipedia page made me mad. Um, it says, <laughs> despite the integration, Heavy Rain was often criticized for use of QTEs in otherwise non-dramatic situations. In an early sequence in the game, the player has to control the lead character to find his son Jason in the mall, with the only available action of pressing the X button to shout Jason with no apparent effect. The game literally says, like, press X to Jason, which is pretty hilarious. But... but but I think this statement is bad because this is not a non-dramatic situation because this is literally like your child being lost in a mall. And then, like, spoiler alert, this is the very beginning of the game, so I feel comfortable spoiler alerting this. Uh, he gets hit by a car because you don't find him in time. So I would say it's a relatively dramatic scenario. Yep, I agree. I, oh, that's where that's from? I've seen that. Press X to that Jason? Meme. Yeah, that's from Heavy yes. Rain. Okay. Your son gets lost in a mall, you press X to Jason, nothing happens, you're like futilely pressing X, and then you see him, and then you go to save him, and then he gets hit by a car and dies. Oh, my And that's goodness. how that game starts. Dang, that's Disney shit right there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe like old yeah. classic Bambi shit? Is that what we're referring to? Yeah, if, okay. it, you know, if it's a Disney movie, like a parent or loved one has to die within like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I guess that's know, like... true. Yeah, it is Disney <laughs> that way. Anyway. Good. All anyway, right. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week for a new and- topic. Yeah, and if you join the server, tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. We have a podcast suggestion channel. Come join in there and tell us what you want us to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. It's true. Get in there. And soon we'll be verified so you can actually go to, like, our company name Discord. Yeah, when Discord fixes their stuff. Yep. All right. Bye. See ya.